the house don't fall if the bones are good. Because when the bones are good, the rest just doesn't matter. Now, the bones of a house, that would be the foundation. That would be the, the structural components that, that everything else is built around. And if those bones are good, if the, if the foundation of the home is right, if what it's built on and around are good, then you get to focus on what the home is filled with. So let me ask you a question this weekend. What is your home filled with? What is your heart filled with? For the next few weeks, we're gonna take a, a deep dive into all the rooms of our house. We're gonna do some spiritual deep cleaning and press in to what God has for our homes. I believe to the depths of who I am that God has a revelation for each and every one of us this weekend, right where you are, right in the relationships you're in, right in the home you're in, right in the season that we are in. Now, I just wanna go right up front. I am so grateful for the bones, the structure, the foundation that my parents and my in-law for my family. And I wanna consider, I want you to consider as we're in this series, Maybe you're thinking, oh, you know what? My, my home is just good enough. This is what I deserve. I, I hate that life the enemy puts on us. This is, what, this is what I've built. This is what I deserve. But let me tell you, the life that you're living right now, the decisions that you're making, they are building a foundation for the people who are watching you. In, the, in, in maybe your kids or your family members or your friends, or your neighbors who are watching. It's not just your rooms and the bones and the house that you're building, but you are building foundations for those around you. I want to welcome you to Faith Promise Church this weekend. My name is Zach. It's an honor and a privilege to be sharing with you in your home. Now, maybe you're not sure about God. You're not sure about church on a screen. Maybe you're definitely not sure about me. But I want to just tell you, in this short time we had together by the end, I pray and I really believe that you're going to experience freedom in every square foot of your home. And not just your physical home, but your spiritual home. And maybe you're wondering about these PJs. Maybe you're wondering why I'm dressed this way. Well, I've been going to church like you online for the last, I believe, eight or nine weeks, however long it's been. And pastor gets up here and his his nice colorful peacock shirts and his blue shoes and the worship team's up here and there's tight pants and I've been in my pajamas now actually I, I, right now whatever platform you're on I would encourage you go ahead and put did you get dressed up nice for church this weekend are you in your pj still or are you in something comfortable what's it look like for you right Okay, I know some of you guys are looking at me because I've asked to step in your home because that, that's what I really want to do. This is a humble gesture that you would allow me to pull up a chair at, at the table next to you or sit on the couch or if you're watching in bed, I'll stand, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll just stand with you, okay? But I know some of you guys are thinking, take your shoes off and you're in my house because you're one of those people. I got you. If, if that will allow you to let me in, I, I'll, I'll even take my shoes off, Okay. But we want to be uh, together. This is an intimate series as we look in the rooms of our home, as we press into what that looks like in God's economy, in God's word. Now, I know this has not been an easy season 
for anyone. And I'm feeling it too. I've got a wife. She just entered the third trimester. I've got two kids, right? We're trying to move, trying to sell our house. Now, if I could just vent for a minute, you know what you can't do? If you have a wife that's pregnant, you can't complain. You can't say, oh, I'm, I'm sore from my workout or, oh, I got to work from home. Because my wife just looks at me and says, I'm growing bones over here. Do you know how tight my hips are? I'm like, fine, fine, right? And so I'm, I'm so excited to be with you. Uh, and I don't know what this looks like for you, but I know this is a different situation for everybody right now. And actually, we at Faith Promise, we desperately want to know the best way to love and to serve you. So actually, we've been sending emails out every Tuesday, just an update of where we're at. We share a story of life change and give you a couple of special things that are going on. And so let me encourage you, if you haven't been getting those emails, I either want you to check your junk, your junk mail to see if it's there, or go to faithpromise.org forward slash updates faithpromise.org forward slash updates and subscribe for those emails because this Tuesday, a very special email is gonna go out because we wanna send you a survey and see where you are. We wanna send you a survey and know how can we love you? How can we pursue you? How can we care for you? You are what matters so desperately to us because you are what matters so desperately to God. Now, like I said, we are actually uh, deciding to move and, 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 and to go to a new home because we're, we're pregnant with our third kid, so trying to get a little bit more space. And uh, so this is our, our third move as a married couple, Rachel and I. And so I thought I would take advantage of quarantine. Patch up the house and clean what I needed to and get it ready to sell. And I am telling you, every time we move, I am shocked by the amount of junk in my house I don't know where it comes from. It's like it, 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 it multiplies. I don't know if it's like that at your house. It's like my, my kids are sneaking out at night and going to old lady yard sales and they're moonlighting there and bringing in junk into my house. I don't know how it happens. In reality, we actually all know how it happens. Just little by little, little here, a little there. And it starts to creep into the precious space in our homes. And it junks up and actually steals from our house and from our lives. Because a house is known by what fills it. A house is known by what fills it. Whether it's memories or of, of plenty or of poverty. Maybe it's a, an atmosphere of, of, of contentment or, or comparison. Maybe it's a house of prayer or not. I actually want to encourage you to do this. I want, to, I want you to ask yourself, your friends, and even your neighbors, if you would be so bold, ask them this question. My house is a house of what? My life is one of what? Actually, if you want to be so bold, uh, just right now, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Write it in the comments. Let's, let's, get, let's do church together. I want to encourage you, whatever platform you're on, let's interact in the message right now. You can do it on Facebook or YouTube or our online campus. This is something we actually can't do. We're in the room together. Let's dialogue. Let's grow right here in this time. If it was moving day at your house, what would you find cluttering up the hallways? What would you find in the basement or in the kids' room stealing precious square footage? Now let's press in a little deeper. What if it was spiritual moving day? What would you find cluttering up your life, stealing precious square footage of your soul? We're going to 
enter into places in this series that maybe you haven't been in years. Maybe you've never been. But what we so desperately need is we need the Holy Spirit's power to step in and to reclaim things that the enemy has to back. Lies he's spoken over you or your family. It's time for us to live and to walk in what God's word says and not what the world says. But my voice can't do that. Only God's word can do that. So let's pray and align ourselves with our heavenly father. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is as to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. God, I pray right now in homes all over East Tennessee, all over the world, God, as people are watching us, we're pressing into a family series. Holy Spirit, would you let us feel right now your presence in our homes, maybe for the first time since we've lived there. Would you start to break down walls? Would you start to move in the ways that you want to place freedom in the places you want to be placed? God, set these families free. Set, set our homes free. God, set our neighborhood free. Would you bring the revival to our hearts and our homes first? that our nation and our world so desperately need. Please, God, let this series be the spark of an amazing revival. We don't have to wait till we come back to our campuses to experience a supernatural, radical love movement in our world. We're believing for it. We're expecting for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, hey, we're going to hop into God's word right now. And, and maybe you know this, but maybe you don't. The Bible's broken up into two sections. There's the Old Testament before Jesus came uh, and, and before he came, uh, at the word became flesh. And there's a New Testament where Jesus came and died on the cross for our sins. And we have the, the start of the church that we are still a part of. And the first part of that New Testament is called the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are, those are uh, eyewitness accounts, right? Or, or in, in Luke's case, uh, he was discipled by one of Jesus' uh, disciples. These are eyewitness accounts of Jesus' ministry. Actually, it's an incredible study, if you're looking for a study, to read through the Gospels and look at the different perspectives on Jesus' ministry and how he loved and pursued people. And hey, can I encourage you, if you're not studying the Bible right now, join us. Come and be a part of what we're doing and, and, and join in in the Bible reading plan in, in your all-in book at the very back. Or you can go to the YouVersion Bible app, amazing app, and you can download the all-in Bible study. Or here towards the end, we're going to talk about the communication card. And if you fill that out at the very end, you can download the whole all-in book and the Bible reading plans at the end. We desperately want to walk through God's word together. That's why we're doing at nine o'clock every morning on the Facebook page. We're diving into God's word together because that, that is what our world so desperately needs. Now going back to the gospels, whenever Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, whenever they all record the same event, I think it's the time for us to really lean in because that is something that has marked, really marked uh, those gospel writers. And I believe it's something that Jesus wants to mark us. One such occasion is where Jesus actually does a little house cleaning of his own. And actually, I want to walk through that together. So again, this is in all four Gospels, but I want to look at it in Mark chapter 11. So let's jump right in. Mark chapter 11, verse 15 says this. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out all who were buying and selling there. 
Now, I'm not going to go into detail on the sacrificial system. That's how they did church there in that time before Jesus died on the cross. That'd be a great study for you. But I I do want you to know that buying and selling in the tabernacle, in the church, that was not the problem. The problem is that that had taken precedence over looking at God, over God being the centerpiece. And Jesus, when Jesus saw that happening in his father's house, he drove it out. He got rid of it. And now listen, there are some things in your life that are not inherently evil, but they need to be driven out. Maybe, maybe an example for you is this cell phone. You know, this cell phone is what you call amoral. It's not, it's not bad, it's not good. However, if, if you look and it consistently takes you to pornographic sites, that you're eroding your outlook on the opposite sex, on God's sons and daughters, they're eroding your marriage and your purity. Or, or maybe this phone has taken you to a, a lifestyle of comparison on social media. Maybe your TV has led you to a, a place of consistent distraction. I don't know what it looks like, but there are some things in our life, in our homes, that we need to drive out Jesus, just as Jesus drove out those money changers. Remember a house. A house is known by what fills it. What fills our house? We're going to go. I'm going to lose this little books. I'm being trolled by somebody. Let's keep on going because, hey, listen, I want you to know that Jesus takes this principle very, very seriously. If we keep on going in Mark chapter 11 and keep on in verse 15, it says that Jesus overturned the tables, overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those who were selling doves. And it says that he would not allow anyone to carry merchandise throughout the courts because that was taking away from what the house was meant to be focused on God. Now, if we could just get personal. Me, I... I I wouldn't say I'm a huge procrastinator, but when it comes to house chores, my procrastination level is on, it's just off the charts, right? Whether it's, whether it's cleaning out a closet or cleaning the garage or just hanging a picture for my wife, Rachel, or maybe it's just patching a hole that River's put in the wall, my son. It's things that we know how to do, we're able to do, but we just don't. I want us to look and take very clear note of Jesus and his zero tolerance policy, his zero tolerance of when something was in his father's house that did not belong. Now, before we get to that, I want to remind us of Jesus' character. Jesus was full of grace. We find Jesus hanging out with prostitutes and sinners because he said it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but a sick. So Jesus pursued people who were hurting real people with real problems who needed Jesus' real love. He pursued them. But you know what he never did? He never went in their house and flipped over the table. He never went and looked in there under their beds or in their closets or checked their phone history. That's not what Jesus did in sinners' homes. But when he came into his father's house, there was a higher expectation. Can I just tell you this right here? This is, this is a truth that the Holy Spirit laid on me. The devil has, has, has twisted our outlook ever so slightly. Where we're not worried about what's going on in our own house, but we're more worried about what's going on in our neighbor's house. We're more worried about what's going on in other ha- people's house on social media. On Netflix, seriously, 
on Netflix, there is, there's a new hoarder show that just went on there. I'm telling you, it gives me anxiety just watching. I'm telling you, it raises my blood pressure just thinking about it. But how many hours have people looked and watched and thought, oh, that person should change. Oh, that person's sick. And how often do we sit there and look at what's going on in our house, on the language that's being said, where our time is going, where, where does God place, where does he fill our house? We have to realign our priorities and what we're looking at. Because when it came to Jesus in his father's house, Jesus' authority, because we have authority in our house where we are responsible. Jesus' authority in his father's house forced him to put his foot down. That's why he flipped the tables over there. That's why he drove out people who weren't putting God first there. Let me ask you, who has authority in your heart who has authority in your home? Remember, a house is known by what fills it. What needs to be chased out of your home? What table needs to be flipped in our hearts? See, this house flipping, this table turning, it, 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 at the very core, it's not a physical thing, but it is a spiritual thing. But I will tell you that doing things in the physical can move things in the spiritual. Allow me to challenge you. I'm going to give you three practical challenges on how we make our houses houses of prayer, how we make our hearts hearts of prayer. This is my personal and this is my first challenge for you, that you would start journaling your prayers with God this week, that you would start doing that. Listen, I've got the privilege to disciple people for 15 years now, and I have not found a substitute, a better way to focus prayer than journaling. Listen, I'm not a writer. My penmanship is atrocious. If I open this thing, you would think that I write in tongues. I'm the only one that can read this bad boy, but it focuses my prayer. You know what, let me give you a couple, a couple little hacks you can do. Write these down. Just start with gratitude. What are you thankful for that God's put in your life that day? Hey, write down lists. Write down the list of people you care about. I know that there are people in my life who have my name written in their journal. It's so special to know that people are praying for you. Text them. Let them know, I'm praying for you today by name. Write your wife or your husband, your kids, your neighbors, the people that you're asking God to save. Hey, write scripture down. Your word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Write scripture down, journal that thing. It will change the game for you spiritually. Let's keep on going in Mark. In Mark 11, uh, verse 17, it says, and he, that was Jesus, taught them. So Jesus didn't just flip over the table, tables, but he stops and he teaches. And he says, is it not written that my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it, you have made it a den of robbers. Listen, I think it's so important. The reason that God said my house be a house of prayer is I believe that God wants to make it tangible, wants to put handles on this discipline so that we can all do it. He doesn't say that my house is a house of sermons. He doesn't say my house is a house of sweet guitar solos. My house is a house of great videos. He says my house is a house of prayer. You know why he did that? So everybody can grab a hold of that. Everybody can do that. This scripture applies to everybody within the sound of this audio because all of us have the opportunity, the privilege, and the gift to pray. And let's go back real quick to a question I asked you earlier. Your house is a house of what? 
Your house is a house of what? Maybe when you started, you didn't have the boldness. Go ahead and write it down in the comments. What do you think people would say? Is your house a house of what? Now, God is loving and God is so gracious that he allows us to build our house. He doesn't program us like robots because, you know what, that would not be real love. However, God does know and outline what is best, the best house that should be built. And that is a house of prayer. That is a house of prayer. So let me ask you, is your house, is your heart one of prayer. Let's flip, let's flip a table together this week. You listening? If you're listening, say I am, right? If you're listening, or if, if you wanna see this in your life, you know the first table that you could flip over? Flip over the timetable. Flip over the timetable. Where's your time going? What's that look like? If we could flip over the timetable, I'm telling you, it would be amazing. Because the devil, what he's doing is he's hiding in little nooks and crannies of where, where our time goes and is wasted. Let's flip the timetable this week. Let's grab that journal, whatever that looks like, and let's pray five minutes more this week than we did last week. Five minutes a day more, set an alarm, turn, in, turn your phone on, on do not disturb and pray five minutes more than you did last week. It will change the game. Let's flip the time tables and let's make our house, our home, our heart one of prayer. You may be thinking, but Zach, man, that, that scripture, that passage out of Mark 11, that's, that's talking about the temple. That's talking about the church, man. Well, you know, you, you're right. And in this passage, Jesus is clearing the temple out of greed and distraction and idolatry and so much more. But Jesus doesn't stop there. Here in just a minute, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about some demo that Jesus did. Because Jesus actually demoed this veil out of the temple. And it's, it's the best thing, that, it's the best thing for, for everybody listening. It's unbelievable. It's so good. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But now that we don't live in the sacrificial system because Jesus sacrificed himself for us. Jesus lives in our hearts. If you've given your life to him, Jesus lives within you. The Holy Spirit lives within you. That means that our primary place of worship should be our heart and our home. Listen, I love faith promise. I've given my life here. I was called to ministry here. I met my wife here. I, 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 I would do anything for this place. I've given my life, my, my, my sweat, my tears, my dreams to see real people with real problems experience God's real love. But please listen. Your primary place of worship, your primary place of prayer, your primary place of revival, your primary place of experiencing God's presence is in your home. It's in your, it's in your heart. What if COVID brought that for us? Now, maybe you're struggling. Maybe you feel low. Maybe you feel pulled apart from everybody around you. And let me encourage you, if that's you, join us for Next Steps. There's a banner right here on the screen. Join us for Next Steps. Next week, we'll be talking about serving, talking about your spiritual gifts. You have spiritual gifts, not just to use at church, but to use in your home, to use in your neighborhood. So right here, know this faith, faith promise. Sign up for what God wants to do with you in Next Steps. Join us. But listen, God doesn't waste pain. God doesn't waste hardship. What if COVID, what if COVID could show us the cleaning that needs to happen? The wholesale change, the tables flipped in our primary place of worship, in our home and in our heart. A house 
is known by what fills it. Let me give you one more challenge as a family, as a neighborhood, as a group. Pray with your family this week. Can I just get real specific and I don't want to alienate anybody, but can I talk to husbands and dads for a moment? Will you lead your family in prayer this week? I know, I know you don't feel worthy. I know that you've lost your temper. I know that you've done stuff. I know, but God's good outweighs your bad. Would you grab a hold of your kids? Would you stop letting the devil relegate your leadership and authority for guilt? God gave you grace so you don't have to live in guilt. Put your hands on your, your wives and your kids. Moms, put, put your hands on each and beg God to move in their life. Call out God's promises. Let's make our houses and our homes one of prayer. A house is known by what fills it. What fills your heart? What is in your home? What is your heart filled with? Because a life, not just a home, but a life is known by what fills it. What needs to go? I just want to take a moment. I want to pray. Because right now, hey, if you would be so bold, would you put in the comments what needs to go? Maybe it's an addiction. And if that's the case, just write addiction. We've got prayer warriors in, in the comments. We've got people who want to talk to you. We have staff in there who want to surround you, small group leaders who want to come beside you. We want to be in your life. We don't have to be in the same room. God has given us technology to redeem, to pursue what is going on right here, right now. But I want to take a moment and I want to pray. And I, I just feel the Holy Spirit's power right now that God wants to set your house free. That God wants to set your home free. Right now, right now you feel something welling up inside you. That's not, that's not adrenaline. That's not dopamine. That's God's Holy Spirit rising up inside you telling you there's more for your life. Telling you there's more for your family. Telling you that your dreams aren't dead. Telling you that you are more than a conqueror. Telling you you're a son and a daughter of the Most High King. We want you back at Faith Promise Church, but you don't have to come back to Faith Promise Church to enter into a house of prayer, to enter into a house of worship, because that is your house. Why don't you set your house apart for your neighborhood to be a house of prayer? Why don't you have people come to your house to be anointed, to be healed? Why don't you have people come to your house to meet Jesus? Why don't you have people come to your house to experience peace, be a house of peace? Let me pray for you real quick. God, Holy Spirit, right now, there's homes all over. God, they're going to experience freedom. They're going to be set free. Holy Spirit, right now, you start to pour in those houses. God, give, give boldness, God. God, give, give, give the authority to the men and women, to the kids. God, fill, fill our kids like you did King Josiah to rise up and to be leaders right here, right now. God, redeem our social media. Redeem our past for your future. God, please let every room, every space be filled with the freedom that we've never experienced. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I'd love to share one more thing with you. Now you think about, you think about a, a life that was full, a life that was a life of prayer, and that was Jesus. Jesus came and died on the cross. Jesus came and gave everything so that we could have a relationship with Jesus. The only sacrifice that was great enough to cover our sins had to be perfect. And it was God's son's Jesus. God gave his 
the one thing that he had one of, his son Jesus. So we have a relationship with him. I love this passage, this passage in Matthew. Matthew 27, just two verses in verses 50 and 51. It says, and when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice and gave up his spirit, in that moment, Jesus died. In that moment, for the first time, because, because God and Jesus, they had been together for all eternity. They had lived a life full of love and acceptance and perfection and peace. But in that moment when he gave up his spirit, all of our sin descended on him. And his relationship with, with the Father was broken for the first time. That's the power of that moment. In verse 51 says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And you may think, what, what, what's special about that? What, what's special about Jesus demoing that curtain? Well, here, that curtain was a six-inch thick, solid curtain that separated a place called the holy place, the holy of holies, where God's presence was, where people were not allowed because we were sinful, because we were dirty, because we were tainted. But when Jesus died on the cross, he tore that veil from, from the ceiling to the floor so that there was availability to walk into this room room of the house that was shut off to God's kids. But Jesus made a way so that we could enter into a love relation, not a religion, not rules, but a love relationship with the heavenly Father, Abba Father. If you've never entered into the Holy of Holies, if you've never accepted Jesus's forgiveness of your sins, today's your day. What a better way to make your house a house of prayer and a house of peace than out loud proclaiming God's salvation over your life. So will you join me right now? You may have somebody beside you. Maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend's there, your husband or wife or your, or, or your friend or, or your kids. And you're like, oh man, they already think I'm saved or, or I told them I never would. Right now, out loud, let's proclaim this prayer together. Thousands of households all over East Tennessee and the world are about to pray this prayer in unison. Right now together with me, say, Jesus, I know I've sinned, but I know you came to take my sin to take my guilt and give me grace. You died for me, so I will live for you. Be my first love. Be my Lord. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer with us, we're so excited for you. We are so proud of you. We are so grateful and so expectant on what God is going to do in your life. Hey, we want to connect with you about it. We want to walk this with you. If you'll do two, two, one of two things, if you'll text SAVED, text SAVED to 865-217-5656. Just text it, and we're going to send you something to follow up with you so that we can help you fill your house with God's presence and God's spirit. Or uh, fill out the communication card at faithpromiseconnect.com. We, we want to connect with you. We want to walk with you. Go to next steps. Be a part of all God has for you. We cannot wait to enter into this new reality that God has for you. We're going to sing a song right now. Way maker. And God has made a way for your house and your home to be that of prayer. Let's enter into this new reality together.